don't think it can happen to you. Violent collision kills two people outside Tampa International Airport. An alleged road rage attack rips three families apart. Tonight, we're learning about the boys who were killed. Prosecutors are going to pursue charges against people who are texting while driving. That's right, this DUI and murder suspect could get life in prison if convicted. You don't think it can happen to you. See, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. When the sands of time will run out within your hourglass. New at 10, a hit and run caught on video, and now a teenager and his family are looking for the driver who took off. He was a victim of a distracted driver hitting the road while riding his motorcycle going 65 miles per hour. He nearly lost his life. Now on a crusade to help save lives and prevent someone else from becoming a victim, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and now the host of this podcast, it's Howard Drescher. Welcome. Welcome to another show of DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com and of course now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, DistractedDB. You can, get ne- you can get this show and all other shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. A little bit distracted today. It's been a rough day at work. Uh, there's nothing worse than while you're at work. You're getting browbeated by some of your coworkers and stuff. Things are happening that shouldn't happen at work. And then you hear about this stuff in, you know, in Texas. School shooting in Texas. Death toll rises. 21, including 18 students, 18 children killed. Hmm kind of disappointing why these things keep happening but nobody really has an answer except for people don't care anymore I'm saying they don't care anymore I don't know what society thinks so if they're not caring anymore where are the parents at this where are the parents of this shooter or shooters I'm not sure I just reading the headlines to tell you the truth, I just got home a few minutes ago, close to midnight right now, so uh, I decided to knock out the podcast today, or in this case yesterday. It's so disappointing when you have stuff like this happening, taking me away from the topics that I wanted to talk about today on my podcast show. Keep in mind, I'm not a political show. I'm just here trying to talk about distracted driving, DUIs and hit and runs, and people that probably need to be locked up. Now we're talking a little bit about these deaths of these 18 children, 21 in all, with teachers and whoever else there. Again, 
not a political show, so I want to go ahead and just take a quick break right now, real fast. Um, we take a quick break, come back, kind of reset. Kind of disappointing. And you have a bad day at work, and then this. Oh, jeez. The world's coming to an end, and we don't even know it. We'll be back right after this. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Dresser, the creator of DistractedDriversBusted.com. And, of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, and, of course, on Facebook, DistractedDB. Pick up this show and all my archive shows at iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon. Just type in the keyword DistractedDB. Okay, so this is still Motorcycles motorcycle month okay uh, a little bit about me and my story and why I no longer ride a motorcycle I've been riding motorcycles for probably mm, close to 15 20 years on and off uh, so I, I I do know how to ride motorcycles and I was very cautious on anytime I rode a motorcycle I was always vigilant on what was my surrounding areas. And uh, back in 2011, October, maybe maybe 2010, October, going into 2011, uh, I was driving up the 91 freeway, uh, and back then, Friday light meant exact, exactly that, Friday light. It was just very easy to get to work. And I knew where I had to be at at a certain time. I, I, on the road, I usually map out my little bit of checkpoints, if you will. And on these checkpoints, I always knew if I arrived at this time, I'm on time. If I arrived after this, I'm late. If I arrived this time, I'm early. Common sense, right? So with that said, I happened to be a little bit early, so I was taking my time. I, I throttled down a little bit. I went from the speed limit there, uh, 70 miles an hour, to uh, 65, maybe 60 miles an hour, thinking, man, I don't want to get there too early. Um, and so I remember this lady that was in a, in one of those SUV kind of cars. I don't even know the name of it, but she was like two car lengths up in front of me on a lane over. I happen to be in the fastest lane. I happen to be right next to the fast track. And as I'm driving up there, I'm driving and driving. And all of a sudden I see her try to change in my lanes 
and she saw me, and so she kind of yanked her wheel, steering wheel, back over to the right, and then it she overcorrected and almost hit a car on the other side of her, so she whipped it back over, cut in front of my lane, smashed into me. I hit the ground doing 65 miles an hour, as Gina mentions in my opening. So with that said, yeah, I don't ride motorcycles anymore because she took something away from me that was so valuable. My freedom to ride, my little sanctity, my world, I felt comfortable on a motorcycle, and I felt good, you know? I didn't have to be stuck in traffic. I can ride free and easy. And so I did. I did. I felt free and easy when I rode. Uh, I always wore my protective gear, and maybe that's why I'm alive today. But in all honesty, to tell you the truth, once that crash happened, and I'm not calling it an accident. I'm calling it a crash. Because she hit into me, and I hit her vehicle after she collided with me. And I flew. I don't even know how many yards I flew or how many feet I flew. All I know is by the time I stopped rolling and I got up, I know I had a broken finger uh, on my right hand. My point finger was broken, and I was straddling those little cones on the side of the road that was a little barrier. So if I went any harder, I would have had my hoo cut off, and I would have been talking soprano, real high soprano, if you know what I'm talking about. So it felt like a second I was on the ground, and I tried to get up, and all of a sudden somebody put their hand on my back and said, don't move, I'm an EMT. Um, where ambulance would be here and with only seconds it seemed like it was probably a lot longer but within seconds the California Highway Patrol there the ambulance was there they were putting me into the vehicle and boom I was on my way and the first thing I before that all happened I tried to get up and said I'm going to go kick this person's ass that's not exactly the words I said I said some very strong words so I went and into the ambulance, and it took minutes to get there. I thought for sure I was going to end up dying because I felt like I had internal bleeding or something crushed or nothing. But I had nothing. But I ended up staying in the hospital for probably like two days. Uh, my wife had to come up and get me. Uh, I was going to go home that Friday night. And... I couldn't, I got up and I got dizzy and passed out. And they said, okay, you're going to stay here for a day or two just to make sure I'm okay. So from that point on, I knew from that point on, I would never be able to ride a motorcycle again. And of course, with years and years of therapy and struggles, I made it through. And yet every time I see a motorcycle pass a car or I see a motorcycle on the road, I kind of cringe a little bit. It's just so heartbreaking. It's so devastating. So this is why I no longer ride a motorcycle. And again, I've been a very experienced motorcycle rider for years, and this kinds of stuff happened. Very devastating. And it just, just ripped me to the core that I can no longer 
I could no longer ride a motorcycle the way I wanted to, the way I enjoyed my freedom. So being that April, being that May is the month of motorcycles riders, shouldn't it be every day? I think so. You're listening to DistractedDriversBuster.com. We'll be back right after this. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about going for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're going to find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DistractedDriversBuster.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DistractedDriversBuster.com. And you can get the shows on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. And you can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV. And, of course, on Facebook, it's DistractedDB. And I do appreciate all the comments and everything that I get from other shows, I mean, that I've done. I've gotten... A lot of I am's, a lot of suggestions, um, and I appreciate that. And I will follow up on most of the leads. Um, uh, it's just been a kind of rough couple of days here at work and everything, and it's just like ah, it's just nagging at me. And normally I don't let things bother me at work, but you know, every now and then when you got that thorn in your side, can't get rid of it. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so here it is. Um, a story I got from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. I want to get to this one kind of quickly because the next one, yeah, there is some issues there that need to be addressed. A young man, I don't want to say a young man, but a middle-aged man lost his life, and this happened a couple days ago. The problem I have with this is, is one, I just found it, and two, I haven't done any other kind of shows in the last couple of days, which I apologize, and now we're at the middle of, toward the end of the uh, month of May, and I feel like I haven't done anything as far as my shows that I said I was going to do. I wanted to try to double up on a couple of shows, um, so hopefully maybe the month of June will be better, because quite honestly, April totally sucked, and now May is starting to fall into that realm. I think it's just state of depression that I get into because, you know, I know what's going on on during these months and stuff, and it just drags me down that nothing is really being done. But here's a story that I got from KTLA. It involves a young man and a young woman who are celebrating, I guess, their year anniversary of being together. And they wanted to go on a trip, and they started driving down, down the road when all of a sudden some disaster happens and it comes in a form of a driver 
going about 100 miles an hour plus, crashes into the back of their car, and this is what happened. The victim's wife, Christine, told me that her and her husband, Gary, had just got off of work the night of March 31st. They were headed up to Lake Tahoe for their anniversary celebration. They were coming through this area and had even planned on just driving for a few hours before stopping to find a place to rest. Well, unfortunately, that trip was cut short, and so was Gary's life. My dad was my best friend. 52-year-old Gary Bolt, a husband, father, and grandfather who adored his grandkids. My children were really close to my dad. You know, they, they ask questions, and I do the best that I can to explain to them that he, you know, he's no longer here physically. Gary's son Brian Bolt and the family are mourning the loss of Gary after he was killed on March 31st when authorities say his SUV was hit by a drunk driver. He had been heading up the 15 freeway northbound in Fontana on his way to Lake Tahoe with wife Christine to celebrate their one-year anniversary. We were just having a conversation kind of about how, you know, it was our anniversary, you know, about how blessed we were and how great our life was. And out of nowhere, it's like, like lightning struck our truck. Authorities say that the other driver was going at least 100 miles an hour northbound. That driver hitting the couple's SUV from behind, causing it to overturn into a nearby embankment. We were both hanging upside down, and I, I was trying to, to raise him. Or, you know, I was like, babe, babe, are you okay? Are you okay? Bolt died at the scene. CHP officials saying the other driver appeared to be under the influence. We've learned that driver was Ryan Wick, the co-founder of Wick's Brewing in Riverside. The San Bernardino County District Attorney is saying he had at least one prior DUI. Meantime, Bolt's family says he shouldn't have been behind the wheel. For son Brian, who is in a recovery program of his own, it's been a mixture of emotions. I'm still processing things. Um, you know, I still do have sympathy. Um, you know, it. You know, the anger is still there, you know, because, you know, my, my, my dad's no longer here. But I, I do have sympathy because, you know, it, you know, it, sometimes it takes the absolute rock bottom for some people to really turn their lives around. So Shelby uh, is the driver facing any charges arising from the crash. Yeah, sure. He has actually been charged with murder. The San Bernardino County District Attorney confirmed that for me today. They also say that he is out on bond. Now, we tried reaching out to him as well as his attorney, but we have not yet heard a response. All right, and again, that story comes from KTLA out here in Los Angeles, and I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. It's a very sad story, okay? All these stories are sad, and I just don't understand why people aren't getting it. If you hear about it on the news and then you go out there and a week, two weeks later, you end up doing it yourself, are you any smarter than the person that did it in the previous weeks? It's the same thing. You're just following a routine. Look, and I understand that you want to go out and have a drink. You got Uber, you got Lyft, you got a cab, you got, a, you got somebody that you can call. That way you can actually go out and actually have a good time, and get home safely without causing any problems. It just dawns on me each and every time that it just, nobody seems to be getting it. And then when it happens to them, either one, they're the victim or they're the perpetrator, people go, why? How did this happen? How did this happen? Well, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think we know how it happened. The people don't care. Now, the victim's, I feel sorry for them so badly. The perpetrator, I don't feel a damn ounce of 
sorrow for you. And I hope you end up going to jail. You should be charged with murder. You're 52 years old. You've been putting back a few. And a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think about calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. There's no way you can hide it. If you drive drunk, they're gonna find you. So stop kidding yourself. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? Sir, have you been drinking this evening? Sir, have you been drinking tonight? They will catch you and arrest you. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, welcome back to DestructiveDriversBuster.com, the podcast show. I'm your host, Howard Drescher, the creator of DestructiveDriversBuster.com, and of course, now this podcast show. You can follow me on Twitter at DistractedDBTV, at DistractedDBTV, on Facebook, DistractedDB. You can get this show, along with all my archived shows, off of one of these platforms, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. Just type in the keyword, DistractedDB, and I do appreciate everyone who has been following me and I appreciate everybody who downloads and listens to the podcast and if you can pass on that show to one or two people and they pass it on to one or two people I may have the key to the answer to help prevent something crazy happening like within this next topic that we're going to be talking about um, the next topic we're going to talk about Again, coming from KTLA Channel 5 here in Los Angeles. And again, I appreciate them for allowing me to use the sound. Now, back in February uh, 17th, a couple days after that, I, I picked up the story about Monique Munoz. And she was a young 24-year-old woman who was driving home from work when this 17-year-old kid who he and his father like to drag race up in the hills wherever they live at. And that has caused many concerns. But this young man, who, 17 years old, decided to take the, take the roads and go as fast as I can go because I'm in a freaking Lamborghini. I get to do what I want. I'm 17. My dad is rich as hell, and nobody gives a rat's ass because we're we, and you guys are you, okay? Nothing concerns me. And then he drove down the road, and poor Miss Munoz never stood a chance, never stood a chance. Well... She lost her life back on that day, February 17th. Well, I'm going to guess that this is the, not the, not the sharpest tool in the shed, this guy. Between, I guess, him and his family, they're going to have to pay roughly $18 million to the Munoz family. Now, that doesn't bring anybody back 
But here's a story from KTLA Channel 5, and I'll let them explain it a little bit better than me. Because quite honestly, he didn't really spend any time in jail. Six months at, a, at some camp or something. Are you freaking kidding me? It just drives me to no end that this thing is happening this way. Sure, Pedro, good afternoon. As you know, we've been covering this tragedy since it happened a year ago. The crash actually taking place at the intersection behind me here in West L.A. And the family, the Munoz family, had been pleading for justice ever since. Now this, of course, a landmark settlement hoping to send a clear message to others. Never before seen footage shows the crash's powerful impact that nearly sheared Monique Munoz's vehicle in half. The collision killed the 32-year-old on February 17th of last year. Munoz was on her way home from work when she was struck by a speeding Lamborghini on Olympic and Overland. The driver behind the wheel, 17-year-old Brandon Curry, who was going over 100 miles an hour as he ran a red light. They're not doing well, um, to be honest. They've been grieving ever since this happened. The Munoz family attorney says they reached a settlement in the wrongful death civil case with insurers worth nearly $19 million, making it one of the largest settlements in California history for a single plaintiff. It was never about getting a specific amount of money because no amount of money could ever make up for the fact that Monique Munoz was taken from her family by Brendan Curry. The 17-year-old was sentenced to less than a year in juvenile camp after pleading guilty to vehicular manslaughter. Brendan's father, James Curry, is a millionaire Beverly Hills businessman and was charged with a misdemeanor for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. Both he and his son had allegedly posted of engaging in illegal speed exhibitions. Following Wednesday's announcement, Curry posted this statement on his Instagram, reading, It saddens me that nothing can bring back Miss Monique Munoz from the car accident between her and my son. And I hope that the $18.75 million insurance settlement will build a new beginning that will honor her spirit. KTLA legal expert, Allison Treasel. There is no doubt that wealth plays a factor both in the settlement agreement as well as the underlying criminal case. The 17-year-old involved in this crash where he was going 100 miles an hour was driving a Lamborghini. The family of Miss Munoz really pushed law enforcement and the district attorney's office to look beyond the wealth and prosecute this case. Well, Carlos, the settlement is already one of the largest in state history. Can the amount still increase? Sure. While this settlement is for the civil case, a judge in the criminal case could decide whether the defendant will have to pay restitution fees to the Munoz family. If that's the case, then this settlement goes from $18 million to more than $25 million. That's the latest here in West L.A. Carlos Alcedo, KTLA 5 News. All right, and again, I appreciate that from KTLA Channel 5, and I wanted to get to this story because I did cover the initial story back in February of 2021. But I do want to say this. The father that put out that statement, that's bullshit. You are just freaking kidding me. Oh, I hope this settles the case. You know, he called it an accident. I say it's a crash. So quite honestly, I hope this brings some better healing. No, are you freaking kidding me? Get out of here. How about putting your son in jail until he's 32 years old? 
How would that feel? How would you like to lose your son for something like that? I feel so sorry for the Munoz family. And I apologize also, too, because I did, I did happen to say she was 24. That was uh, on another story that I was looking at at the same time as I was about ready to speak. So I apologize to you guys for that. You know how I am on numbers and stuff. I'm very particular on what I want to have. Uh, but back, getting back to the story, there is no way that this guy feels good. His son is going to be out already. He probably spent some time. And it was probably like a Boy Scout camp or something or something where they had video games and, and he got to go home probably on weekends or whatever the case might be. That's bull. You know what? Own up to your mess. Own up to your freaking mess, okay? You know, quite honestly, to tell you the truth, you know, he should spend more and more time in jail. Matter of fact, the father should too because they both did that weird stuff up in the hills where they live at, speeding around, posting it on YouTube or whatever the case might be. It's despicable. This is why victims end up suffering. Of people like this. You're listening to DistractedDriversBusted.com, the podcast show. Oh my. I don't even know what to say at the end of this show. I'm just so disgusted. This whole, this whole day made me just disgusted. From the shooting to this last story. We'll be back next time. <laughs>